Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On Wax 104.5 on a Friday morning. It's a nice Friday morning as uh, we've got weather changing. Our warm, hot weather we've had the last few days. It's going to change now, mostly uh, into the 70s. I'm sure some folks probably... Won't get out of the 60s. Chances of rain later on. There's already been heavy rain over in Minnesota, eastern Minnesota moving in. So we're looking for some rain later on. Hopefully get all your hay up at least for a couple of days. And then uh, you got more to do later on. You know, watch out for that window, too, of frost and hay, grass, fine, alfalfa. Be careful. But uh, more on that later. But uh, not a bad morning as we take a look at uh, lots of things going on in the world of agriculture. What a busy weekend we've got going on around here. We're going to talk about that this morning. Bob and Jill with you as uh, Jill has got another big celebration. It seems like you got a family of about 150. Every other day you're having a birthday. <laughs> it's not quite that bad. But my favorite milk hauler, Cody, his birthday is today. Uh, how old is Cody? He's getting old. Oh, he's old. He's 29. 29, and he's out hauling milk this morning over in the hills and valleys of western Wisconsin, northwest? A- actually, he's not. He's home. He's home? What do he do? Take the day off? He must have taken the day. Well, good for him. Good for him. So, happy birthday to Cody Welke this morning. All right, we've got uh, a lot going. Oh, guests uh, looking around this morning and unusual. Guess which city you'll fit. You know, everybody has their little thermometer in the back of this barn or wherever. But official reporting stations, guess where the warmest spot in Wisconsin is this morning? Um, Milwaukee. Hayward. Hayward? Hayward is 71. Everybody else is pretty much in the 60s, but it's uh, 71 this morning in Hayward. So if you're up at your cabin in Hayward, you're, you got a nice more warm morning going for you. We're 66 here, by the way. We'll tell you more about the weather. But, Joe, we mentioned so many things going on around our area 
this weekend. Let's get a little head start on what's going on because uh, we got a lot going on today here on the program. Brent Wink will be in. Brent's on the road right now, I am sure, and he'll be here to update us on what he's seen in the crops over the past week or so. But before that, lots going on this weekend. Well, Barron County Pro Rodeo is happening at the Barron County Fairgrounds in Rice Lake tonight and Saturday night, both starting at 7 o'clock. UW River Falls are having their Frontier Days are having their rodeo. That's tonight, starting at 7 o'clock. And Saturday, there's two shows, one at one thirty and one at 7 o'clock. And boy, they get a lot of young people there. All the rodeo, the junior colleges and the four-year colleges in North Dakota and Iowa and South Dakota and Minnesota, they all come over for that, as well as the River Falls rodeo team. So that's a good one if you're looking for uh, watching some kids really, uh, really hone their rodeo skills. So UW River Falls Falcon Frontier Days Rodeo. What else is going on? Well, if you're looking for a tractor pulls, there's the Allen Bear Memorial Tractor Pull in Marshfield tomorrow, that's Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock at the Motor Speedway. And in Greenwood, there's the Antique Tractor Pull. That's also Saturday, that's starting at 6 o'clock at the George Schreiner Athletic Park in Greenwood, and that starts at 6 o'clock. And there's also the Mini Red Pulls starting tonight at 7 o'clock. Yeah, the Mini Rods will go at uh, what time? 7 o'clock. Okay, that's tonight in Greenwood, so big weekend in Greenwood. What else is happening this weekend? Got something to eat, too, can't we? Oh, my gosh. If you uh, don't want to cook this weekend, you've got a lot of choices. There's the Bear and Maple Grove Fire and Rescue Pancake Breakfast is Saturday from 7 to 11. I would assume that's at the Fire Hall, and that's a free will donation. Owen Withy is having their breakfast for, at the Black River Apple Orchard in Withy. At, on Saturday from 7 to noon, there's the um, Big Elk Creek Lutheran Church has their Norge Har- Harvest Fest. That's also Saturday. That's a drive through deal from seven, from 3 to 7, and that's uh, in Elk Mound. And we've got the Granton Fall Fest, so I'm sure there's lots of fun food to eat at that, and that's happening all weekend, starting today and going through Sunday, and you can go to the Spencer FFA Alumni Fall Harvest Breakfast on Sunday from 8 till 1. That's at Anderson Electric in Spencer. And if you want conservation, the Wisconsin Women in Conservation are having a deal tomorrow, aren't they? They are. They're having a field day at the Blackbrook Farm in Amory. That runs from 1 to 4 at the Black Brook Farm in Amory. Well, hopefully Mother Nature will cooperate because there are lots of things going on around the area. And uh, we probably missed a, probably missed a couple, but uh, we do uh, thank you for sending all those notifications. you got things going on, send it to us, waxbob at gmail.com, and we'll share that information with you. And uh, weather may be a little sketchy, but I don't think it's going to ruin anything. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And one more thing on the calendar. The Eau Claire County Farm Bureau is having their annual meeting. That's at 7 o'clock. Meal meeting. It's free on Saturday. And that's at Cody and Lisa Koska's Farm in Strum. All right. Electing delegates to go to the Farm Bureau Convention down in the Dells later on. So, important meeting tomorrow night for the Eau Claire County Farm Bureau. Today... 
We're looking for a chance of rain mainly later on. High about 75, down to 57 overnight. Saturday, some uh, rain continuing, uh, I think mostly early in the day, 71. I don't think it's going to ruin anybody's uh, event, to tell you the truth. 71 tomorrow, then 73 on Sunday, 74 Monday, 79 on Tuesday, partly sunny to partly cloudy skies those three days, so later on tonight into early tomorrow, looks like when most of that rain is going to hit. As we said, the warm spot right now is Hayward at 71. Currently, we're at 66 degrees here in the Chippewa Valley. It's a nice morning out there. Shank of the day, it's always a nice time of the day. With all the stuff we mentioned, don't forget high school football. we got high school soccer and all kinds of other stuff going on, so no reason to stay home. Get out and enjoy things. It's Wisconsin, it's a beautiful time of the year. It's 5 o'clock, too, well, a minute after. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Here's news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. A lengthy list of events are planned to honor the life of Queen Elizabeth over the next 10 days in the United Kingdom. The world's longest reigning monarch died Thursday at the age of 96, surrounded by family. The plan for the Queen's funeral, codenamed London Bridge, has been in the making for years. Her coffin will be moved to the ballroom at Balmoral Castle in Scotland on Friday. The accession of King Charles to the British throne is stirring renewed calls for reparations for slavery from politicians and activists in Britain's former colonies in the Caribbean. It's also stoking sentiment to remove the monarch as their head of state. The Queen's passing raises doubts in some quarters about the role a distant monarch should play in the 21st century. The Prime Minister of Jamaica said his country would mourn Queen Elizabeth. And the Prime Minister of Antigua and Barbuda ordered flags to half-staff until the day of the Queen's burial. The Department of Justice is warning that former President Donald Trump's team might not have returned all classified documents taken from the White House, even after the FBI searched his Florida home. Department lawyers revealed that in a court filing Thursday, asking federal judge Eileen Cannon to allow it to keep reviewing about 100 records marked as classified that FBI agents seized at Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate on August 8th. Two suspects are in custody after a shooting incident that left two deputies dead in suburban Atlanta. The Cobb County Sheriff's Office made the announcement Thursday night. Several agencies were called to the scene as at least one of the suspects barricaded themselves until they were detained. Authorities say the two officers were ambushed after they were serving a warrant. You're listening to NBC News Radio. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we got a little rain moving in later on today. It's already over in eastern Minnesota, getting our way. There were some heavy showers over there in in eastern Minnesota, but it looks like it's going to back off a little bit from that as it goes through our part of the country. And uh, we'll check with Mike Dander to see how widespread and how heavy that rain is expected to be in our area. But it is in the forecast for later today and into at least early tomorrow. 75 today, 71 tomorrow. Then partly cloudy to partly sunny Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Temperatures in the 70s. Back up to 79 on Tuesday. As we said, the warm spots, Hayward 71, Rice Lake 67, Wausau's also at 67. Medford, 63. Marshfield, 62. 66 in La Crosse. Green Bay, Madison at 65. Milwaukee at 64. 
66 here in the Chippewa Valley. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Rural Mutual Market Report. Joe, Friday morning, cash livestock numbers. <laughs> Choice fed beef steers are 140 to 145. Choice fed beef heifers are 138 to 143. Choice fed Holstein steers are 127 to 138 with selects and silage fed steers 85 to 125. Cows are 73 to 99, with bulls at 104 to 119. Butcher hogs are 75 to 110, with sows at 62 to 66. Boars are 18 to 26. New crop market lambs are 110 to 117 and a half, and feeder lambs are 140 to 245. And uh, taking a look at livestock futures, we see that uh, live cattle and hogs were mixed, and feeder cattle were higher. October live cattle 144.37, that was up 12. December live cattle, 149.65, down 42. February down 22 at 154.27. And April at 158.17, up a nickel. Feeder cattle higher across the board. October, 184.40, up 45. November at 185.75, up 30. January, 186.67, up 32. March, 188.92, that was up 52. Hogs were mixed. October, Ninety-two twelve. That was up a dollar five. December eighty-two sixty-seven down ninety-two. February eighty-six eighty. That was down sixty-two. And April hogs at ninety-one fifty-two down thirty-seven. Board of Trade was mixed yesterday. Wheat was lower on uh, rumors that Russia may cut off Ukrainian exports. Corn was also down. Waiting for next week's USDA report and being slightly higher. China's COVID situation is an uncertainty here. The market's a lot of things to take into effect. Overnight, we were mostly higher. December corn up a nickel at 673. The oats up 4 to 5 at 381 a bushel. December wheat up a dime at 839. November beans up 13 at 1399. Meal up $2.10 a ton on the October contract. $411.20. Barrel cheese fell a quarter of a cent, one ninety-three and a quarter. Blocks and butter unchanged. Block cheese one eighty-five. The butter three fourteen and three quarter cents a pound. September class three was down a nickel at nineteen seventy-nine, but then prices were higher again. October up twenty-five at twenty fifty-nine. November now over twenty-one dollars, up twenty-four cents, twenty-one oh nine. December twenty-one twenty-seven, up thirty-two. January also over $21 now, 21 cents higher at 2108 as prices were higher through July. And, excuse me here, we got uh, lots to talk about this morning, lots of farm news. We'll get back to the calendar, and uh, we're also going to hear a conversation with our national FFA officer from over at uh, Spencer. You had a chance to talk to your niece, Courtley Zimmerman. I did. We sat down on the couch. Well, that's good. And she, these experiences these young people get in some of these positions are 
Unbelievable. Where were her travels? She went to South Africa. All right, so we'll hear about that, too, as we go along this morning. Interesting stuff. 12 minutes after 5 and wax, 66. Again, some rain in the forecast for later on. High today, about 75. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 13 and a half minutes after, almost 14 minutes after 5 o'clock, by the way. We've got uh, 66 degrees and lots going on in agriculture. Jill, some of the news, then we'll get to some more calendar. Well, let's talk a little bit about net farm income this year is going to be $147.7 billion, up $7.3 billion from 2021. Those numbers from the USDA economist show that cash receipts from cropping enterprises will bring in $36.4 billion and livestock operations will bring in $55.3 billion. That means cash receipts will be up 21%. The problem is, is that farm expenses are up a whole lot more. Fertilizer expenses were up 52% this year, while fuel cost farmers 42% more, and interest payments were up 39%. Farmers also received less money from government payments in fiscal 2022, down by half versus 2021. And this year's crop has barely started, crop harvest has barely started across the country, and already some groups are trying to figure out how many acres farmers will devote to crops next spring. Farm Futures has surveyed farmers across the country, and they are projecting farmers will plant 94.3 million acres to corn in 2023, and that's up about 5% from the 89.8 million acres in corn this year. If farmers do plant that much corn, it will be the most corn since 2013 when they planted 95.4 million acres. With that many acres planted, they expect to yield around 15.5 billion bushels. The survey also showed farmers could plant 87.3 million acres to soybeans next year, down about 600,000 acres from this year. But they still expect the bean yield to be just over 4.5 billion bushels. Not much of a change compared to this year. All right. So, again, that's a lot more speculation will happen before we actually get plants in the ground next year. Also, something else that uh, that I saw yesterday from the Interior Department. We know that, uh, you know, high schools have uh, changed their mascots from some of the Native American, you know, the Warriors and uh, what was Asu Chieftains. Asu used to be the Chieftains. Yeah, and some of those schools, have uh, they've changed uh, their names and out of respect for Native Americans, well, the uh, latest move is that the Interior Department has completed the removal of any name that refers to, I guess, Indian women. The term is squaw. And we've uh, obviously we've heard that uh, term for uh, Native American women for a long time and uh, forever, actually. And now they've changed. 650 geographic features featuring the word squaw, including 28 here in Wisconsin. So if you're familiar with different areas, maybe Squaw Bay or Squaw Lake or something like that, those names are gone. And so you might want to check with the Interior Department and, and go on the U.S. Geological Survey website with a map of the locations of all those that had that term. And uh, they're changed. So that's uh, something else that's 
going on. And speaking of going on, there's a lot going on. We're going to update uh, some calendar here real quick. Coming up on Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Busy weekend around the area. Includes some things that are getting underway already today. Jill, what's getting started later today? Well, the Grant and Fall Fest starts today, and that runs through Sunday. But if you want to go to a rodeo, go to UW River Falls Frontiers Days Rodeo. That's tonight at 7 o'clock. Barron County Pro Rodeo, that is also tonight. And that is at Fairgrounds in Rice Lake, and that starts at 7 o'clock. So those are some things just today. we got breakfast and all kinds of other things going on, polls over the weekend that uh, we'll remind you about, we talked about earlier. So that's going on. And again, coming up, we're going to hear from our national officer, Courtney Zimmerman, from over at the Spencer FFA. That's Jill's niece, by the way. And uh, they sat down and talked about her recent trip to South Africa, should be interesting. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Travel. It's one of the things I really enjoy about my job, and I'm sure that there's a lot of folks out there that would agree if you get a chance to travel for your job, it can be an eye-opening experience. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and that's regardless of your age. Every time that I go in a different direction, even from state to state, you learn something, and Jill, boy, I'll tell you what, if you're a national FFA officer, your head must just about spin with all the traveling they do. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. I sat down on the couch with my niece, Courtney Zimmerman. She's the National FFA Central Region Vice President. And as part of their being an officer, they get to do an international experience. This year, they went to South Africa. And we had a chat about what they learned about agriculture. And they compared the agriculture in the U.S. to theirs. And she got to go into the classrooms. And I think that was her favorite part. Yeah, so this is a pretty cool part of our year that we always get to do. And normally national officers in January get to go out to Japan. Um, but this past year, back in January, we were still questioning because of COVID. And we were trying to figure out where we were going to go. And then they decided, you know what, I think we're going to go to South Africa. So here in the last month in August, um, my entire team and I and some national FFA, our coach and manager, um, went out with us. And we went to South Africa and we got to experience the culture of South Africa and take a tour, which is pretty cool. First of all, getting there, how many hours on the plane? Our main flight was 15 hours, so we started in Indianapolis. We flew to Atlanta, which was about two hours, and then from Atlanta, we flew to Johannesburg, which was 15 hours, and I thought it was going to be miserable, and it wasn't the greatest, but, you know, they brought some delectable meals that were high high quality but they weren't bad um to us on the plane i got to walk around a little bit and i think because i sat next to my teammates it was okay if i had to sit next to some strangers they probably would have gotten a little annoyed with me probably falling asleep on them and whatnot um but being with my team on that 15-hour flight made it all all right (laughs) so you landed in johannesburg what was your first impression when you got there So obviously we changed time zones as we went across the ocean. And I remember getting off the flight and one feeling really just confused because they had just fed us breakfast on the plane and it was like eight o'clock at night. And we were all just really confused because back at home, it was only like two o'clock in the afternoon. So we were all just really confused of what time it was. And so we got out of the airport 
And we went to dinner the first night, and then we all just conked out right away so we could enjoy the rest of our time in South Africa without the jet lag. And so right off the bat, you know, it's summer here and winter there. So we all got off, and we were in our shorts and T-shirts, and then we stepped outside, and it was 50 degrees. And for a moment, we were like, oh, man, did we pack the right clothing? And some of us did. Um, some of us didn't, myself included. Um, but it was definitely kind of a shock right at first because, you know, it's not always the warmest here in Wisconsin, but we really cherish our time when it's warm. And so being here um, when it's warm is great. And then going all the way across the world to South Africa and it was cold, my brain wasn't quite making that connection. But um, for the first few moments, we were all kind of like, oh, my goodness, we are on the other side of the world. And, and we could recognize that pretty quick. You got a little bit acquainted with the schools over there. Do they teach agriculture? How are the schools set up? So this was actually honestly my favorite part of our entire South Africa trip was right off the bat. Um, One, we went to the University of Pretoria. So that was a college that we went to. And we didn't do a whole lot there, but we got to kind of see the classes that they taught, meet some of the students, have conversations about how different agriculture is from here in the United States and over in South Africa. But Once we got the chance to go to some high schools, middle schools, and even there were some elementary students around, but it was more so the high school and middle school that we focused on. That was a really cool experience. So we went to Erasmus High School, and it was uh, a really well-known high school for their agriculture program and kind of some of the things that they focus on with their students. And so we actually got to go in, meet kind of the head guy of the agriculture department, and then they sent us to class. So we got to sit in on a class actually all about feedlot cattle. And then the coolest part was they walked us out the door, and in the back of their school, they had their own small feedlot of cattle. And this was just super cool because I was making some personal connections to my life and my experiences with cattle. And it was even pretty cool because the students were teasing us because they're like, all right, now we got to go and we got to put our steers on the scales, figure out how much they weigh, figure out feed rations and whatnot. And so they asked us and they kind of made a little bit of joke and we're like, oh, let's see if these Americans really know what they're talking about. And they're like, all right, how much do these steers weigh? And I looked at him for a second and I was like, mm, let's go 550 pounds. Now they're in kilograms and what, a whole different system over there. So then we figured it out and whatnot. And it walked on the scale, and it was like 560 pounds. And I had to, like, applaud myself for a moment because I was like, dang, I still still got it in me. And they were joking with me, and we were laughing about that. And it was just a really cool moment because these students from across the world – Never had I met before. We just made this super small connection about weighing livestock. And it was just super cool to see that in the schools and have the conversations about where are these students going? What is their path, their direction? Do they want to go to a college? Do they want to go back to the farm? And just hear their their stories was really cool um, within the school walls. So with making that connection, how different do they feed their steers? Honestly, it's very similar to what we do here in the United States um, when it comes down to feed rations. And obviously it depends on where they're at. And so they were telling me just about their mix of corn and cotton seed and how they had changed it throughout their course um, in the different times of year. And it was really cool to hear about that because obviously it gets a lot warmer in South Africa than it does here in Wisconsin. And so when they were telling me about the how they had to calculate the changes in feed and what would work best, I was impressed. I was absolutely dumbfounded and I couldn't have figured that out. But to know that they were doing that within the classroom was just really reassuring that agriculture is in a really good place everywhere in the world. 
And you mentioned your focus was on the middle schoolers and high schoolers, but you told me you had a pretty cool experience with some littles. Yeah, so we actually, this was on a different day. We actually traveled to Clip Town, and so it's a, they call it a shanty town. So it's an area where students um, kind of come together. They all live very close together. It's not a super um, fancy neighborhood, but it's just their way of life. And one thing I really appreciate about them is that they don't need material items to be happy. They just need each other. And so one of the coolest part is within this um, town, they created this community support program for the youth. And so after school, the kids all come to this program and they have different activities, different classes they can do. It was one of the coolest things that I had seen. And the really cool part was these students just came up and they were surrounding us and they were just so they wanted to hear about who we were and why we were there because of of all places in the world why would we choose to be there and it crossed my mind of why wouldn't I want to come here and just knowing that their schools aren't that much different than ours and they also deserve to you know have attention and people to notice them because they are doing such cool things and so that was an experience that i had with some of the younger students as well and even back to that erasmus high school and when the students flocked over to us as well and they realized yeah we're halfway across the country but we're not that different um from each other and that was really great Uh, to have those conversations and get to know them. Because then I left South Africa with a few friends, which was kind of (laughs) great. And again, that's Courtney Zimmerman, our national officer from Spencer Jill's niece. Uh, She... She loves her job, doesn't she? She does. She's embracing every moment of it. Yeah, and we're not done with this. We've got more that Jill talked with uh, Courtney about we'll hear later on. But uh, again... Those are the opportunities, young people. You get involved. You can uh, do some things that uh, you wouldn't do without FFA. And Heidi was here yesterday talking about 4-H opportunities. Get involved. Yeah, it makes a difference. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, our queen is alive and well, and that's uh, Morgan in the newsroom this morning. Good morning, Morgan. What do you think? I mean, Queen Elizabeth has been around so long, you think, She's just always going to be there. Forever. Yeah, yeah, it does seem. And I know uh, there's a lot of mourning going around, not just uh, across the pond, but across the world, yeah. really. A lot of people from the globe chiming in. And we do have a Wisconsin connection to that. And we'll start there. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. With the loss and passing of the Queen, she never actually set foot in Milwaukee. But Queen Elizabeth II, who died yesterday at the age of 96, visited the area when she helped mark the opening of the St. Lawrence Seaway. Now, this was in 1959. She was aboard the Royal Yacht Britannia when it sailed by the Milwaukee lakefront on its way to Chicago. Six destroyers from three different nations escorted the Royal Yacht on that journey. Media reports from that time said Milwaukee and Chicago were the only cities in all of the Great Lakes that the Queen visited. She reigned for seven decades and was England's England's longest-serving monarch. Her son, 73-year-old Prince Charles, now takes over as king. From there, we look at headlines to bring us nearer to our area, and that includes one person dead and another injured following a two-vehicle crash in Vernon County. Police say a van driven by 32-year-old Mary Cano of Gay Mills was driving eastbound on State Highway 131, about to turn left and into a private driveway. Cano reportedly didn't see a motorcycle coming from the opposite direction. The motorcycle driver, 35-year-old Kevin Fleming from Des Moines, Iowa, and a 31-year-old passenger were thrown off. Fleming later pronounced dead at the hospital. The passenger suffering substantial injuries. 
Looking into other headlines, we go to Coon Valley, where there's a man accused of contractor theft. Looking a little bit closer at details from this case, we have John DeMaster. What do we know, John? Court records indicate that 33-year-old William Ross is facing charges for reportedly taking a $19,000 check from an elderly woman and not doing any work on her home. He's due back in court September 23rd. I'm John DeMaster. And if you're dialing up some frustration when it comes to Internet speed, you can chime in on that. Eau Claire County residents asked to take a new survey on broadband and Internet speeds. It's the Eau Claire County Broadband Committee that says the info will then help them decide areas of greatest needs when it comes to upgrading and getting some faster Internet in certain areas. You can find an easy click online and it'll be a quick find at 715newsroom.com to take that survey and chime in on Internet speeds. And I see you have your badger Red on, Bob. Can we uh, imagine that you're taking it all the way down to Madison for a game and cheer Bucky on? Yep, absolutely. Didn't get there last week. That was a night game. Past <laughs> 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 my bedtime, but they play. Leave that to the tomorrow. young ones. Yeah, yeah that's Washington a nice afternoon State. game. Washington State tomorrow. You get ready to jump around, right? Absolutely. You blend in with the student section. Oh, they they can't tell the difference. No, no, it's uh-uh. seamless. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Should be fun. I like it. Go All Bucky. Right. You bet. Thanks, Morgan. Have yeah, a good weekend. You too. Anytime, Bob. There goes Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. Well, let's uh, get over to Skywarn 13 because Mike Dandry is with us. Our weather brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean. And, uh, Mike, uh, a lot of hay got put up this week, but I think we're going to put, what, a little halt on that for a day or two? Going to want to do that, yeah, because we'll have some chances for a few showers over the next couple of days. But, Bob, I have a question for you because I want you to settle a debate that uh, the other Bob and I have had. uh, We had it yesterday. So, AL uh, MVP, do you have Judge or Otani? Aaron Judge. You think so? Yep, because he's playing me. I, I mean, I, either one. I mean, I think Otani, what Otani's doing is remarkable, but but uh, Aaron Judge is uh, in a pennant race. True. And they're, you know, they're not throwing him very many good pitches because <laughs> the, a lot of the rest of the Yankees uh, aren't hitting their weight. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, Otani's playing for the Angels and, you know, they're they're nothing. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I mean, either one of them would be okay. But if I had to vote, I would vote for Aaron Judge. Okay, good. I'll, I'll let Bob know that. I had, uh, I, I was like Otani. I think just because oh, he's, he's got the pitching too. Yeah, he's remarkable. Yeah, there's no. If he was in a pennant race, there's no question he would be my vote. But right. uh, Judge is in the race, and like I said, he's getting pitched around, and he's still hitting home runs. That is true, but uh, I guess enough I'm going to about... go watch him next Sunday. As a matter of fact, the Yankees are coming to Milwaukee next week. That they are, and uh, yeah, well, hopefully that uh, we'll we'll throw some better pitches to Judge and uh, <laughs> and not give up the long ball. Well, I don't know. I hope <laughs> not. But uh, I'd like to see both he and Pujols get uh, records this year. Pujols get to 700, and even though he's a Cardinal, but. Uh, yeah, you know, I'd like to see it. They're good guys. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be good for them. And as far as uh, as far as weather, though, it's uh, not going to be as much like baseball weather over the next couple of days. Uh, as you mentioned, may want to halt uh, halt the lay in the hay because well, today we'll have chances for showers uh, going through the afternoon, mostly starting off dry. Uh, otherwise, our highs mostly into the mid to upper seventies. Some of those showers and storms will uh, work their way through tonight as well. So you may be dodging a few raindrops if you're going to watch a high school football game. And some of those showers and storms uh, may linger into Saturday and potentially even into early uh, Sunday as well. 
Otherwise, mostly cloudy conditions through the weekend with upper 60s and low 70s for our highs. And then we start to warm it up and uh, dry things out going into the first half of next week, partly to mostly sunny conditions for Monday through Wednesday with highs getting into the mid to upper 70s and even uh, some days into the low 80s. Otherwise, right now we're looking at uh, mostly cloudy conditions, some of those clouds rolling in ahead of that cold front and a temperature of 66 degrees in Eau Claire. I was looking at your map earlier. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Hayward was the warm spot in the state. 68 degrees, yep. Yeah, they were in the 70s earlier. Yep, and uh, that's you, you don't see that too often. <laughs> Not very often, that's for sure. Am I going to get wet at the Badger game in Madison tomorrow afternoon? You you may because we'll have that uh, we'll have that front working right through there. So uh, yeah, dodge a few raindrops. But you know what? Wear a good raincoat. You'll be good to go. Not a problem. Thanks, Michael. Have a good weekend. You too, Bob. There he goes. That's Mike Nandry over at Skywarn 13. Our weather brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean, the world's largest kidney bean processor, based right here in Menominee, Wisconsin, wishes all the great Wisconsin farmers a productive and successful end to our 2022 growing season. With harvest just around the corner, it's the perfect time to be looking ahead to next year's rotation, which could include kidney beans. Kidney beans are competitively priced and highly profitable, making them a great addition to your rotation. Call Ben at 715-664-8342 or visit them at cvbean.com to see if growing kidney beans is right for you. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And right now we're about 21 minutes away from 6 o'clock. Brent Wink is here. Jill is here. I'm here. The whole gang is here. And we're going to talk again, remind you about things coming up over the weekend. And Brent walked in and said, don't forget about Glenwood City. What's going on over there? Yeah, you bet. Rustic lore days in Glenwood City all weekend. So tonight, the Glenwood City FFA alumni truck and tractor pull at 7 p.m. And then... Where is that? At the fairgrounds? At the fairgrounds in Glenwood City, St. Craig County Fairgrounds. And then tomorrow night, Chris Cruzy playing under the tent on Main Street. So come on over to Glenwood City. A lot of good refreshments and I other activities. I think they'll have some cold refreshments at both stops. No, so you're not. Uh, you're not slinging burgers like you did. At the I'm fair. not having to sling burgers. I'm not having to announce the tractor pull. <laughs> I just get to sit and enjoy the festivities. Uh, what time's that start tonight? Seven o'clock tonight. Right. Glenwood City FFA alumni at, truck and tractor pull. All right, at the fair. Boy, there's a lot of pulls this weekend. Yeah. Man, oh man! All Shine right, off Brent. your tractor. Or there that you convertible. go. That's right. Unhook the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Unhook the spreader and get out and pull yeah. it. All right, Jill, a lot of other things going on this weekend. Go through them. Well, I mentioned the rodeos. We've got the Barron County Pro Rodeo is Barron County Fairgrounds in Rice Lake. That's tonight and tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. There's the UW River Falls Falcon Frontiers Day Rodeo. That is starts tonight at 7 o'clock. And then there's two shows tomorrow at one thirty and 7 o'clock. And that's at the Utah River River Falls Campus Farm. Boy, say that three times real fast. And tomorrow, if you're looking for tractor pulls, other than unless you don't get your fill at uh, Glenwood City, you can go to the Allen Bear Memorial Tractor Truck and Tractor Pull. That's at six o'clock at the Marshfield Motor Speedway in Marshfield, and the Greenwood Antique Tractor Pull. There's a mini red pull tonight. Mini rod pull. Mini. While you wrote it. And I put rod. <laughs> mini rod pull is tonight at 7 o'clock. That's a mini red pull. I don't know. Pull red <laughs> things. I don't know. <laughs> and there's also a pull tomorrow, Saturday at 7, 
at 6 o'clock, and that's at the George Shearer Athletic Park in Greenwood. And we mentioned before, the Grant and Fall Festival. They've got all kinds of activities starting today and running through Sunday. We've got the Oakler County Farm Bureau annual meeting is Saturday night at 7 o'clock. With that's a meal and meeting, and that's at the Cody and Lisa Koskas Farm in Strum. Meals. we got places to eat. What else is going on? You bet. We've got the Barren Maple Grove Fire and Rescue Pancake Breakfast. That is tomorrow, Saturday, from 7 to 11. You can go to Owen Withy Breakfast. That's at the Black River Apple Orchard in Withy, Saturday, from 7 to noon. We've got the Norge Harvest Fest, sponsored by the Big Elk Creek Lutheran Church in Elk Mound. That is Saturday. That's a drive through from 7 to 3. And if you are still hungry, you can head over to the Spencer FFA Alumni Fall Harvest Breakfast. That is Sunday from 8 till 1. That's at Anderson Electric in Spencer. And if you want a little conversation about conservation, you can go to the Women's Conservation Field Day at Blackbrook Farm in Amory. That's on Saturday, September 10th from 1 to 4. That's Blackbrook Farm in Amory, and that's a women's-only conference. All right, and don't forget all the high school football and soccer, whatever else you want. Always something to do. So, again, get out and enjoy. Don't say, I don't think there's anything going on. There's a lot going on, and I know we probably missed some. But, again, enjoy it here. This is a great time of the year to get out and enjoy things. We'll get to the markets and Brent all coming up. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's quarter to six at 66 wonderful degrees out there. And it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. Choice beef steers nephers $1.20 to $1.44. Choice dairy cross steers nephers $1.18 to $1.40. High yielding choice of prime Holstein steers $1.30 to $1.40. We had a top of $1.44.5. Choice Holstein steers dollar eighteen to a dollar twenty nine. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar seventeen and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from seventy nine to eighty eight with a top of eighty nine and a half. Sixty percent of the cows sold from sixty to seventy eight. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from fifty nine and down. Cull bulls sold from eighty five to a dollar two. We had a top of a dollar five. Thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety-five pound up Holstein bull calves sold from forty-five to one hundred dollars per head on Thursday. Light and poor quality calves sold from forty-five dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from one hundred to two hundred and fifty dollars per head. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, September 9th at noon. We are expecting two hundred and fifty to three hundred head for that sale. We will have seventy, eight hundred and fifty to nine hundred and fifty pound Angus steers from one farm. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA for that sale or to consign cattle to the upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. And we've got more markets. Let's get over to the Equity Stratford sale. Barn Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. Got a little more hay to make today, huh? Well, good morning to you, Bob. Yes, we do. So I'll we'll get right at that. And for for today, for our German friends, this is nine nine day. You know, yeah, there you go. All right. Well, wrap up the week so you can go ahead. 
I better do that. Bob, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday and this past week here at Equity Stratford, and we will start out with the market cow auction, conventional type market cows. A mostly steady trend this week, uh, high-yielding uh, TMR Holstein cows and these uh, high-yielding fleshy beef cows this week, selling from 77 to 91. Extreme top of the cows this week reached 95. Most of the cows this week we're selling between 55 and 76 with your thinner cows, light carcass cows, below 55. On the bull trade this week, better quality bulls, mostly from 93 to 107, lighter weight bulls below 90. Fed cattle also mostly steady this week. Uh, choice grading Holstein steers from 122 to 132. High-yielding choice and strictly prime-grade Holsteins from 133 to 140. Select grading cattle under finished cattle, 120 and below. On the calf market, mostly steady trend on the calves again this week. 9,230 pound Holstein bull calves, 70 to 145. Uh, extreme top of the bull calves, 155. Uh, very limited demand on the heifer calves this week, $40 and below. Beef calves again in good demand, uh, 150 to 325. Fancy, bull, fancy beef calves up to 365. And that'll summarize this week here at Stratford. Again, just taking a quick look at next week. Back to full marketing uh, four days of schedule next week. Again, starting with Monday. Our next day auction will be next Tuesday. Feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. So again, folks, enjoy the weekend. Like Bob said, there's a lot of stuff going on, so I'm sure there's plenty to do. So, And, uh, well, if we get a little rain, probably won't be a bad idea either. So you guys have a nice weekend, and we will talk to you next week. We'll be here. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Board of Trade mixed yesterday, but up overnight. You know, what's going on in Russia, what's going on in China, USDA report next week. A lot on the market's mind. But overnight, December corn up a nickel, 673. The oats at 381. December wheat up a dime at 839. November beans up 13 at 1399. Meal up 210 a ton at 41120. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location. Corn's at 639 with soybeans at $14. Doomer's grain of Holman, corn's at 678 with soybeans at 1419. And at the DTM screen, Golden Plump. Corn today is 623. At Baldwin, 614. The beans, 1320. Duran, 604. Beans, 1310. And Mondovi, corn, 609. Beans, 1320. Over to Elmwood, 614 on the corn, 1325. And the beans, Fall Creek, 599 and 1295. Osseo's Court is 619, Beans 1325, Elk Mound 644 and 1335, Sparta 645 on the corn, 1342 on the beans, Ellsworth 594, and the soybeans at 1295. Ethanol plants 670, the corn price in Boyceville 628 in Stanley, 626 in New Richmond. Barrel cheese down a quarter, 193 and a quarter, blocks hold at 185, butter holds at 314 and three quarters. September class three down a nickel, 1979. October up 25 at 2059. November up 24 at 2109. December at 2127. That's up 32 cents. In January up 21 at 2108. And that's the way the markets look this morning here on Wax. Brent Wink is with us on our program. And of course, we're uh, talking crops, covering the crops. Our Winfield United program, Ag Division of Land O'Lakes. And I'll tell you, it's it's kind of nice. We get hot weather, but it doesn't get on into the 40s or 50s overnight in the 60s. And like we said, Hayward was about 70 this morning. That, uh, that helps get the crop to the finish line. Wow, I couldn't believe that when he said that, to have Hayward still at 70. But, yeah, everything is uh, 
really enjoying that part of it. And it's kind of that time of year. I've got, but it's never perfect. So well, <laughs> it's, it isn't. <laughs> but uh, you know, kind of everything's coming coming to a finish. You got corn silage that's starting in just about every corner of the trade territory that I cover. I was down around River Falls here a couple of days ago, and Peterson's over there south of River Falls. We're well into corn silage harvest and. Just uh, kind of a lot of that uh, getting done. People finishing up alfalfa harvests and really encourage people if they're taking a fourth cutting and they're keeping those alfalfa fields, they really need to have that wrapped up here. So gives that alfalfa a chance to get some regrowth and get those roots kind of restocked before we get into the season and or uh, into the winter. Uh, soybeans, they know it's packer season. They're starting to turn green and yellow. You are know, starting to see some maturity there. Uh, some of those fields... You know, I could see, especially some of the drought stress fields, we might see some soybeans coming off in the next 10 to 14 days in certain areas. But uh, this year, probably the majority of it's going to be that first week in October. But kind of moving on to grain corn, you know, you talked about the heat, and we always talk about growing degree units and what the corn needs yet and what's it take to finish off. And kind of along those lines of heat, you know, when how do, how do you calculate a growing degree unit? Well, you take the high temperature of the day. So picking like Wednesday in my territory, we had a high of 86. A low was still in the 60s. So you add those two together, you divide by two, and you subtract 50 from it. So, for instance, we had a high of 86, low of 60. That's 146 divided by two is 73 minus 50 gave us 23 growing degree units a lot of math there but uh now is that considered pretty good for this that is and that's really what's going to make a difference i think to get this corn crop finished off these warm nights yes we've had nice hot days but that those warm nights have really really helped so you know we're probably when you look at early dent corn you still need a a good strong month to get it finished to black layer which is about 30 percent moisture still in the corn so you know uh, we're really coming down the home stretch if you got corn that's still in the blister stage or late milk stage it's it's got probably 35 to 50 days left and we're, we're just probably not going to get that but certainly early dent or full dent we're within about uh, about 20 25 days to be to black layer where you're going to have grain at 25 to 35 percent and and hopefully be harvesting soon so Crops are kind of finishing finishing off nicely, and like I say, a lot more corn silage I expect to get started. We're seeing moistures on the corn silage anywhere from uh, upper 60s to maybe 72, 73 on the, on the uh, growers that have gotten started. I would imagine a lot of the elevators having burn down days type of thing. Yeah, really the last, uh, yeah, the last week at a lot of the field days, they were doing the burn down days. And again, with this heat, it, it uh, really has changed that crop in a hurry. So it really has. Keep an eye on it. Well, you're to heck with the crops this weekend. You're going to be rustic loring in Glenwood City. Yeah, rustic lore days in Glenwood City, my hometown. Again, tractor pull tonight. The FFA alumni has a truck and tractor pull at 7 p.m. at St. Craig County Fairgrounds in Glenwood City. And Chris Cruzy under the tent on Main Street tomorrow night. Uh, so Sounds like fun. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy it. Yep, you too. Have a great weekend. There he goes. Brent Wink with us, and Brent with us every Friday morning during the planting, growing, and harvesting season in our Winfield United program, a division of Land Lakes. Once again, there is some rain in the forecast for today. I don't think it's going to be heavy enough to ruin anything, but uh, prepare for it. 75, maybe a little rain hanging on there tomorrow, 71, and then 
partly cloudy Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday back into the 70s. It's very pleasant mid-60s right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.